Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is doing great things in this country. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But as right, right before I start teaching, I just wanted to read this scripture. Lord, had it strong in my heart. Psalms 104 through 5. Hallelujah. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted. For he keeps his promises to every generation. Praise you, Lord. Let's just worship him for that. Thank you, Jesus, that you keep your promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise and worship him for what his word says. You know, we say, you know, symptoms try to get on your body. You say, I praise you, Jesus. I worship you that by the stripes, Jesus, I'm healed and made whole. And those symptoms have to go in the name of Jesus. Get that anointing oil, put it over there, and plead the blood of Jesus. And command them to go take your dominion and authority that can't stay because of what the word of God says. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God does what his word says. We thank you for it. We worship you. We praise you. We honor you, Jesus, that your word is truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn around and wave at somebody, I guess, because it's social distance and we can't tell you to hug next. But wave at somebody. Say, I'm so glad you're here today. You're in the right place. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Praise be to Jesus who always causes us to triumph. Through Christ Jesus, hallelujah. Amen, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. This is a new day at Jasper Christian Center. Last week, we began talking on put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Y'all know why we were talking about that? Because that was what God was dealing with me about. Have, have any of y'all ever had oppression, depression, discouragement try to get on you? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It's your own fault, like it was my own fault, okay? <laughs> Amen. It is. But I tell you what, God said, put on the garment of praise for spirit of heaviness. And I've been reading this book. Y'all, we're going to try to get some in the bookstore. I ordered three this week, but there were only 19 available where I ordered it. And they only let me order three, and those are already gone. But we're going to try to get some, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks in the bookstore. Y'all, this book, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. When I read a book, like I'll read through it one time and then mark the special parts and maybe go back and look at the special parts. This book, I'm probably on my fifth time reading it. And I started it last summer, well before, you know, I had probably read it. I was probably on my third time through or had just read three times through back in January or February. So I tell you what, this book is life-changing. And because I, you know, some things... Y'all know what I decided to do. There are things the devil's going to bring to try to discourage you. But yet God is doing omnipotent, awesome things. And if we'll be looking at God and praising God and get our mind off the problem, God can do more. But if we sit down and begin to look at the problem and murmur and complain, it stops everything God's trying to do. So praise God. Anyway, but I'm going to try to get more of these in the bookstore. But 
But the thing is, what we got to do is put on the garment of praise for spirit of heaviness. When the devil tries to discourage you with something, you take your authority, take the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and run it off in Jesus' name, and don't put up with it. Amen? And just begin to praise God. I don't care what the situation looks like. We praise God because of what his word says, because his word is truth. Uh, y'all, y'all, well, I think I've got it in here. Well, I have it in there. Uh, let me see. Numbers. 2319, I think, and it's, it's in my notes later on, but I'm still on introduction, okay? But Numbers 2319, hallelujah, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Okay, the thing is, God is not a man that he should lie. We have our confidence in what his word says. And that's one reason it's important to spend time in the word every day. Amen. Praise God. And I tell you, this book, Dynamic Prayers for Today, is an awesome tool for praise and worship. Because as we praise and worship God for what he says in his word, the word becomes flesh. Let me look up that scripture real quick. Numbers, some of y'all are looking at me like, what? I mean, this is, this is I'm sorry, it's John 1, 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the anointing and the word becoming flesh. See, that's what Jesus was. Listen, start with this really isn't in my notes, so it don't really count against my time, okay? But I'm going to read y'all this. John 1, praise you, Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Come back down here to, I think it's verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now that was Jesus. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But the word was made flesh in Jesus but the word, as we take the word of God and begin to praise and worship God, say, God, your word says, you know, that symptom may be on my body, but your word says, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. If you'll begin to just praise and worship God for that, thanking God for it, like Abraham did in Romans 4, it says, he became strong in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. If you look at the Amplified of that in Romans 4, I think it's verse 19, 20, or 21. If you'll look at that, he didn't have the child yet, but he was praising and worshiping God. God told him, he said, look at the stars and praise me. He was giving something to get his vision on. Well, we need to get our vision on what the word of God says. That was what the stars were to Abraham, was what the word of God said, what he said to him. So if we'll get our eyes on what God said, no matter what the situation or the devil's saying, no matter how loud the devil's trying to scream at you, if we'll get our mind on the word of God and say, Father, I thank you, this is what you promised me. No matter what scene, I worship God and I praise God. As you'll begin to praise and worship God and thanking God for that scripture and worshiping God, that word will become flesh. You'll see the manifestation of it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 It just jumped up in my heart. That's how we believed God um, for little James. After three girls, we really wanted a little boy. And, you know, and that's what we did was we believed God. You know, we, we went to some scriptures and said, Lord, your word says we have the desire of a heart. 
And we have three wonderful girls, but we also desired a little boy. And now our little boy is 18 and grown up. It happens real fast, doesn't it? Amen. Praise God. But, but we would praise and worship and thank God. Hallelujah. And, and, and shortly after I found out I was pregnant, I, it was well before we had the ultrasound, I went and bought my little boy coming home outfit. That was my act of faith, knowing that I, we had our little boy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The thing is, and faith is an action. But the more you praise and worship God for it, the more faith grows in your heart. And the more you'll see that manifestation, the quicker you'll see it, the more you praise and worship. But if you sit down and if you just, you know, if you sit down and let circumstances overwhelm you, the oppression, depression will just keep you down. But if you will just begin to praise and worship God for what his word says, you'll see the manifestation of that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The things God's wanting to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Now my introduction's over and let me get started what we're preaching today. Amen. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 5 in the Passion Translation says, Now we went over these first couple of scriptures last week, okay? But we're going over them again. The Lord said, just get it down in our hearts. It says, rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned. That's what's happened at Jasper Christian Center. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you. Now, that's, that's God. And the brightness of his glory appears over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, back when they were having the Azusa Street revivals, they said they would call the fire departments because they would think that it was on fire. The, excuse me, the building they were meeting in. I believe that's happening here. Praise God because of the brightness of his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll say no, but y'all come on in first responders. Y'all need the, the fire that's in here, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. And I believe that's happening because we're on the internet. And that's worldwide. Amen. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. Everybody say believe. believe. For your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, either eager to come back to you. Now, in intercessory prayer, we address the issue of those that are called to be here that have left for some reason or another and those that haven't obeyed yet and come. Because if their supply is here, they're not going to get their supply anywhere else. You know, the only way for your dreams and visions to be fulfilled is to follow God. And if you're not where God's called you to be, you won't be able to follow him. Therefore, your dreams and visions will never be fulfilled. You can go and, and do other things, but that's the only way your dreams and visions and God's dreams and visions he's put within your heart to be fulfilled, can be fulfilled. Um, I've got another scripture. Shayla, I'm going to let you put this up there because I haven't. Um, Lisa, I'm going to let you look it up. It really wasn't in my notes, but it's Jeremiah. Sorry, Jeremiah 29. 11 through 14. Just leave off 14, Shayla, because it gets into some stuff. I, I just want the very first part of 14, I think. And it's in the message. Hallelujah, the message Bible. Hallelujah. Uh, did I say the passion? I meant the message. I'm sorry. Uh, it's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, just the very beginning of 14. Get 14. But Shayla, don't put all of 14 up there. Probably just stop with 13. For a, yeah, a message. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Actually, I think I've got this written out in my Bible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, it says, okay, when you start with verse 12. I'm sorry, I thought I'd start with 11. It's verse 12. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, well, I'm going to read this because I'm going to read what was before it. Everybody turn to Jeremiah 29. 11, because that talks about the great plans God has for you. I'm going to tell you, everyone in here, God has great plans for you. Everybody say, God has great plans for me. Hallelujah. No matter where you're at right now, God has great plans for you. But see, we have to pursue him and follow him to get where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, in the Jeremiah 29, 11 is what everybody reads. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Okay, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Okay, now I'm going to read this out of the message because this is so powerful. In the message, it says, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. Begin in verse 12. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. But see, we got to be looking for him. We can't be just doing what everybody else is doing or a carnal Christian just living like the world and saying, oh, I'm going to come to church occasionally when it's convenient. You know what I'm saying? Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. That's God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. I'll bring you back. From everywhere else. But I'll turn things around for you. I'll turn things around for you. That's what, whatever it is you're doing. But the thing is, the point is uh, in verse 13 and 14 when it says, Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. That's God's decree. That's God's decree. He's, that's God saying that. He's not a man that he should lie. He's saying if you'll get serious about me and want it more than anything else, hallelujah, more than anything else. Say, I want Jesus more than anything else. I tell you what, the key to everything God has promised us is in the Word. Our, our pursuit of Jesus, years ago I taught this, your lifelong pursuit of Jesus, make it your lifelong quest. That is the one thing that's needful is the word. Amen. You know, the devil will try to distract us with all these things. Uh, in fact, there's a book I'm writing right now, Beyond Deception is a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Because Christians, and like I said last week, you've seen it over and over, this scenario where they come in here and they get and they start growing and growing in the Word, and then the devil will distract them with something else. And it's going to look good. I promise you the grass is going to look greener because the devil will make it look that way. And that's why we're saying be alert. We talked last week about be alert. Be sure. Watch out for the devil's schemes to try to distract you from the Word. Amen? If the devil can do anything to keep you from the Word, he will. And it will look good, and it'll look like it's legitimate. And it'll look like something you're supposed to do. Amen? So pray. Hear from God. Listen. And you just need to hear from God. Holly, that, that's all I'm going to say. It's so powerful because the devil will sneak in there. Even through your job or through whatever. Listen, if your job is pulling you away from the word 
And if it's pulling away from the Word, it's going to weaken you spiritually unless you're being diligent to get the CDs and listen to them. And if you're not doing that, that payday may look great, but it's not worth what it's going to cost you if you're not pursuing God wholeheartedly. I mean, it looks like, oh, i got to work then. That's all right, and I understand sometimes you do. I mean, I used to be a nurse. I understand sometimes you do. But you can even let any kind of a job that keeps you out of the Word, Amen. let it become your Lord instead of Jesus, and you got a problem. Amen. The, well, the problem is God can't get the blessings to you. He wants to get to you. But it'll look like it's good. And I understand, I mean, like I said, I used to be a nurse. I have to, used to have to work sometimes. But listen, you have to decide. You know what I'm saying? That you're going to keep putting the word in there. Even if you have to miss a service, you're going to get the CD. Or you're going to listen to it on podcast. Or you're going to do something to get the word. Amen. Amen. To keep the word going in there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm not just talking about that. There's other jobs. Uh, all kinds of secular jobs where they can say, well, you have to work every other Sunday. Or you have to do whatever. And we've seen people get spiritually weak that used to be strong in the Lord because their job would pull them from more services a month than they'd put the word in, you know. Anyway, praise God. I'm, I'm just telling y'all something to watch out for. That, hallelujah, hallelujah. Anyway, but whatever it is, God can give you a better job. God can make you president of another company if you'd pursue him rather than pursuing that money. You know, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil, not money, by the way. It's just the root. Uh, the love of it. Amen. Praise God. But you got to love God more. God is more important. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to get off on that, but anyway. But Zion's wealth. Then you will understand. This is, um, I didn't finish reading Isaiah 61 through 5. This is verse 5. Uh, verse, first of all, verse 4. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe, for your sons are returning from far away, and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they gather together, eager to come back to you. Now this morning, I could see a glimpse in my spirit of people just flooding in here, and I saw Joel and the ushers just, I mean, what I could see, and I told Lisa this and James this, what I could see was just like, oh, scurrying around. Oh, we got to get more chairs. we got to get more chairs in there. What are we going to do? So y'all better get ready because it's happening. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But people that are coming back, listen, if, you know, if, 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 those, those, like I said, we address this in intercessory prayer. We just call them back in Jesus' name and find their place and do what they're called to do. Amen. Those that are called to be here because they won't get their supply anywhere else. They won't get the supply they need from God except for where they're called to be. Amen. And I pray and believe that, that God shows people that. But anyway, in verse 5 it says, Then you will understand and be radiant. Your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you, and the wealth of the nations will be transferred to you. Wow, praise God. God's doing great things. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isaiah 60, verse 21, 22 in the Passion says, All your people will be righteous and will permanently possess the land. I planted them there as a tender sapling, the work of my own hands to display my glory. God has planted Jasper Christian here, sinner here, to display his glory. I will multiply the least of you into a thousand and the weakest one into a mighty nation. I am Yahweh, and when the right time comes, I will accomplish it swiftly. 
Swiftly, these things are happening. We've already talked. We had a leadership meeting, and I even told him. I, well, I'm not sure if I told him there, if I said it in service, but it, I think I've talked to Shayla about it. Before too long, we're going to be in two services. Amen. I mean, we need to just praise and worship God. God says it's happening quickly. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So everybody be finding your place in ministry of helps. I mean, you can sit in one service and help in the other. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So y'all just be thinking about it. Amos 9, 13 through 15 in the message said, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel or for my people Jasper Christian Center. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord over Jasper. Amen. I encourage you to go around saying that all the time. Sometimes I'll go through an intersection. I'll say, Jesus is Lord over Jasper. I'll start to walk with Walmart and say, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'll drive through my neighborhood and say, Lord, stir up spiritual hunger over everybody, every heart in this neighborhood. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, our words are powerful. We need to use them. Amen. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land, and they'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God, says so. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Now, this is um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, in the King James Version. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. Do you know, this is talking about Jesus, but that's what he's done in each of us. Remember Pastor James teaching on Christ, the anointed one inside of us? Hebrews 3, y'all remember that two or three months ago? That's exactly what it's talking about, Christ, the anointed one inside of us. Okay, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste. They shall raise up former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities. The desolations of many generations. You know, each of us realizing that the Christ is inside of us and what we're called to do, that's how we're going to reach the world for Jesus from Jasper. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Because you go to work somewhere different than somebody else goes to work. Everywhere we go is our world. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Plus, it's on the Internet. But notice... Um, Okay, I'll, I'll tell you about that in just a minute. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Everybody say, upon me. In just a minute, I'm going to talk more to you about that. Okay. Isaiah 61.1 in the Passion Translation, it says, the mighty Spirit of the Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me. That anointing, the Christ, the living one in me is wrapped around me. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful? Because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives, you are free, and to tell prisoners, be free from your darkness. You're free. You know, Jesus paid the price for you to be free. Most all of them, no matter what their bondage is, what their problem is, they know they've got a problem. 
But most of them don't know because of religious tradition or never been taught anything about the Word. They don't know Jesus already paid the price. Hey, you're free. And they don't even realize it. They think they're stuck in that bondage because the devil's deceived them because he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But listen, let them know they're free. Amen. Amen. Think of this. God himself is wrapped around me. With him upon me, I'm anointed and equipped to minister to everybody I come in contact with. Do you realize that with Christ? And we're going to talk in a minute about, you know what, Pastor James, about Christ, the anointed one, his anointing. It's him that's upon me to minister to everybody I come in contact with. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's a scripture Avril shared yesterday at Majestic. Y'all, that was, that was powerful. Everybody needs that CD. It was powerful. Any of y'all ladies agree? Amen. Wasn't it great? Praise God. But listen. It says, Matthew 10, 1 in the Passion Translation, it says, Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and imparted to them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. Now, in here, how many of you are disciples of Jesus? You want to learn what Jesus learned. You want to do what he wants to do. You want to follow his example. Amen? You want to learn. You're a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen? That's us. We're disciples. Well, if he imparted them authority to cast out demons and heal every sickness and every disease, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, nothing's changed. That's what he's imparted into us. Amen? Everybody say, Jesus has imparted into me the authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think we ought to worship God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And one more scripture on that, Shayla. You can go ahead and, and put it up real quick. Is Luke 10, 19 in the Passion. I'll read it and then we'll go on. It's not really in my notes, but praise God. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 19 in the Passion. Lisa, can I borrow an ink pen to add that to my notes right there? I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hallelujah. Okay. It says, now this is when Jesus did this. Now you understand that I, Jesus, his letters are read, have imparted to you all my authority. Everybody say all. All. All of Jesus' authority to trample over his, the devil's kingdom. You will trample upon it. You will. Everybody say, I will. I will. Trample upon every demon before you. Okay, and I will overcome every power Satan possesses. Hallelujah. Listen to what Jesus said. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. See? And the problem is that so many Christians don't know they have the authority, much less how to use and exercise it. But y'all know a few weeks ago we taught on some some powerful weapons for us operating in our authority and in our dominion. Remember, we talked about that. And that's why we got those anointing oil bottles. The Lord said, make it easy. Give them some of these weapons. Give them some of these tools. So that's why we got those anointing oil bottles ready. Amen? Amen. Anyway, but so yesterday what Abel shared was this scripture at Majestic. She shared Matthew 10, 7 through 8 in the Passion Translation. I want you all to listen to this. Everybody say, this is for me. Jesus wasn't just talking to every other Christian. It says, and as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. Now, Jesus is telling us this and his disciples this. 
You must continually, everybody say, must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit. Any of y'all have a habit? You can have a good habit or a bad habit. I believe everybody in church has this habit. Make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Make this a habit. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. God dealt with my heart this week, and I've even talked to Pastor James about it. And I think I may have talked to Avril about it. But the Lord told me, you know, we've seen some powerful healings, some things that God's doing. And the Lord said, there's a little track that um, I'm, I'm going to write, and it's freely received, freely give. You know, when you get your healing, you know, it, it's important that you get plugged in, get doing what you're called to do, and get growing in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Y'all know, um, Kenneth Hagin said, he said, you know, I could always get healing for somebody one time, and after that, if they don't get plugged in, get in the Word, and learn how to get their own healing, the next time I can pray for them, but they may not get their healing because they had an opportunity. And it's like the Lord was telling me, and I was telling James, I said, James, I said, people that are getting their healings, they need to get plugged in where they're called to be so they can be reaching out and helping others to get their healings, to receive their healings. Amen? That's so important. But anyway, but listen, Jesus said, and make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people. Bring the light. Bring the truth. Bring the gospel. Listen, you know what the gospel may be to somebody? Do you know Jesus has forgiven your sin? They may be living uh, horribly in depression, oppression, everything else because of a sin they committed years ago thinking they're not forgiven. And all they have to do is receive Jesus, let the light in and let him forgive them. Realize he's already paid the price for that forgiveness. And it may change what the devil's bothered them with for the last 10 or 15 years. So bring the gospel, bring the light in there. That's like raising them, raising them back to life. Amen. Hallelujah. But also make your habit to break off demonic presence from people. A lot of times demonic presence is, is in the form of sickness or disease. And raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Be bold and use the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Notice this. Jesus was talking. He said, as you go, not if you go. Break off the demonic presence from people. As we praise and worship Jesus, it brings his presence on the scene. No matter what's going on and whatever is needed. God spoke to Abram one time. He said, my manifest presence, power for whatever you need will come on the wings of your worship. Well, see, we need to live lives characterized by worship. You know, suppose you have a a 45-minute trip, 30-minute trip to Birmingham or somewhere. You can praise and worship. You can do it while you're vacuuming. You can do it while you're washing dishes, while you're working on the car, man. Whatever you're doing, you can be praising and worshiping Jesus while you're doing it. And you'd be surprised how much quicker and more blessed you'd be getting that done. How it opens the door for God's wisdom, you need to get that done. Amen. We at Jasper Christian Center are a host for His presence. Now, I guess about four or five years ago, James taught a series. We are a host for His presence. Not only at church, but everywhere we go, we are a host for His presence. Praise is the password that brings the very presence of God in to any situation. And when God is on the scene, that's the glory of God, the power of God, the capacity for things to change for the good. Amen? In His presence, it is in His presence that the very miracles we need flow from the heart of God. Doing those things that only He can do. 
As a host for his presence, we must always be mindful of everything we do. Those of y'all that heard Brother Bill Johnson at Southwest Believers Convention, he gave this example. He said, suppose I had a dove on my shoulder. You know, doves are sort of a skittish bird anyway. And he had a cloth. I didn't, I didn't get a cloth. But he said, suppose I were going to walk across the room and I had a dove right here on my shoulder. If I had a dove right here and I was going to walk across the room, and he said, how would you walk? How would you walk? Very carefully. Yet yeah, you would rock with every step, you would have that dove on your mind. Because they're, if you just do this, they're going to fly off. You know, if you don't want them to fly off, if you don't want the Holy Spirit to fly off your life, you know, you're going to have to walk mindful. Amen. Amen. And I tell you what, there are a lot of things, and it came up in my heart when I was studying last night about WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know, so many Christians have been deceived and have begun to live carnally like the world, and then they want to come to church, and they want to receive the miracles they need. But the thing is, if the Holy Ghost tells you don't do that, don't do it. If he tells you don't go there, don't do it. Obey him. Walk mindful of him. Everything we do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you may say, you know... uh, you know, you may say, well, uh, my friends are there and they're drinking and so I can go there. You need to watch out because that is so dangerous because the thing is not uh, your witness, your testimony, plus it, I, I guarantee you, you'll slip into that before long. You know, the thing is we cannot, we have to honor God above all else, everybody else, the things of God are what's, what's truthful. That's what's going to matter. And if we're going to reach them with the life of Jesus, we can't be playing around in the things of the world and acting like the world and then expecting the miracle power to flow through us. So we've got to honor God, amen, and be obedient to everything he's saying do. It's just strong because this is a church, and we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, that's designed for power. And honoring God is number one. You know, Matthew 6, tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. So there are these, the thing is, everything matters. Yeah, with Jesus, everything matters. So we need to walk. And it's not that I'm doing it to walk as, but I'm doing it to honor Jesus. Then God's miracle power can flow through me. But if I'm acting like the world, talking like the world, living like the world, and then saying, oh, I'm going to come to church on Sunday and I'm going to be a power-packed Christian and you're not putting time in the Word during the week, not spending time with Jesus, listen, it ain't going to work that way because the host for His presence means honoring Him and doing what He says do, not following the rest of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I mean, there are people you can minister to, but... You can, you can minister to them, but you don't have to take one step out of the love of God or out of the, the things that God says do out of the holiness and righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. I, I just want to encourage you out of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in us, and we must walk with Him in mind everything we do. Amen. Because it affects all of our life. And those, I'm going to tell you what, those people that you spend time with. David Oyedipo talks about this in here. He's talking about those people, and I really wasn't getting off on this day, but he says those people you spend time with are choosing your friends, choose them wisely because, listen, you can pray for them stronger with the power of God. Any friend who leaves 
your spirit man down after every visit has taken something precious from you. Somebody that you go to tell them a praise report and they discourage you about it or, ah, that was just coincidence. That was just whatever. Listen, they've taken something precious from you. This is what David Ayedipo says in this book. Don't let anybody take you out of your inheritance. Choose who your friends are. For it is the only way to maintain a lifestyle of high praise. If you still keep the friends you had before you were born again, you're going to go back to your old lifestyle. I mean, that's just the truth. You know, hallelujah. It says, keep company with praising people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And Psalm 1, 1 through 3 tells, that, tells us that. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But anyway, so we need to watch who we hang around and be mindful. The Holy Spirit's in me. I'm not willing to compromise the word. Listen, years ago, uh, Pastor James taught this. Whatever you compromise the word to keep, you'll ultimately lose. If you compromise the word to keep a friend, you're going to lose that friend. You know, if you compromise the word, you know, you know, whatever you do, if you compromise the word for something else, you're going to lose it. If you, right. if you compromise the word to keep a job, you're going to wind up in, right. ultimately, I believe, losing that job. Amen. Because the thing is, Jesus has to be number one. If we're going to pursue him and get where he's called us to be, he's got to be number one. Amen? Amen? And it's all about love with the heart. It's all about the heart. Amen? Amen. Okay. Isaiah 10, 27 in the King James Version. Ooh, okay, I hadn't even looked at the time. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Years ago, Brother Kenneth Couple had taught that the word destroyed means so totally obliterated it was, uh, it was as though it never existed. Now, y'all, I'm talking about probably 20-something years ago I heard Kenneth say that. And it just stuck with me because I kept hearing it over and over, and I, I just kept that word strong in my heart. And when we were in the hospital, when we were in the hospital with Pastor James, and, you know, we had the echocardiogram after the doctors had said he would have open-heart surgery. He will not leave this hospital without open-heart surgery. And there's more to it I'll tell you later on. But anyway... And then he had an echocardiogram, and the Lord told me, me and Avril were in the room when they were doing the echocardiogram about a week and a half later, and the Lord said, believe it's exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or imagine. So I said, Lord, I remember twice this going through my mind, Lord, it's exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. Well, me being a nurse, I knew an echocardiogram was looking for any damage, you know, from the heart attack. I knew what they were looking for. So that was on Sunday evening. Well, on uh, Monday, we didn't see the cardiologist. On Tuesday morning, he came in and said, well, we're getting him ready to go home from now on. And I said, well, I said, what about the echocardiogram? He said it was good. I said, was there any damage? He said, no damage. And he went on to talk, you know, other stuff. He didn't know what to do, you know. But anyway, but the thing is, it's as though it never existed. And I had, I had text Pat, uh, uh, Brother 
Kenneth and Gloria Copeland after, the, after that, that it was as though it never existed about what Kenneth taught about this. And so they're going to be doing the testimony on TV, and they're going, to be, uh, they're going to be filming in January. We get to film in Kenneth's studio. Praise God. Isn't that awesome, Favor? Amen. Praise God. January 4th, I think. And, but they're also putting it in the BVOVN magazine, and they said Sister Gloria is so excited she wants to title it as though it never existed. That's what she wants the magazine article to be. Praise God, because there was no evidence that he'd ever had a heart attack when they did the echocardiogram. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, but that's what the thing is. God, if you want the power of God flowing through your life, you cannot be compromising the word for anybody or anything. One thing is needful. That's the word. Amen. You remember Mary and Martha, and it looked like that what they were doing, you know, getting food and doing all this stuff. If, let's look real quick at Luke 10. This really isn't in my notes. But one thing is needful. It's the word. No matter what tries to pull you off the word, don't you dare let it because the life of power is too valuable. Luke, I think it, is it Luke 10? I think it is. Luke 10. Wait a minute. Is it third? Okay, yes, yes. It says in verse 38, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was encumbered much about much serving. So Martha was busy serving. She was fixing food and all stuff. It looks like something good. Let me tell you, every distraction the devil has looks like something good in the natural. Okay? Was coming about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. In other words, I'm trying to get her sister, trying to get Mary to serve instead of sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing the word. Uh-uh. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou hast art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Everybody say, one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. See, one thing is needful. That's the word. The devil can give you 10 different things to do when it's time to go to church or 20 different excuses and every one of them look good. But I tell you what, one thing is needful. It's the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. As a, um, so, so be sure that things that compromise the word, we just totally avoid them to live this life of power in Jesus. Isaiah 10, 27, and pray, say, Lord, show me what to do. You know, show me what to do in every situation. Amen. Praise God and look and seek God for his wisdom. Okay. In the, okay, in the Passion Translation, Isaiah 10, 27 says, In that day the Lord will remove the heavy burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. Now, in the footnotes of the Passion, it says, Or because of the oil anointing, oil is a frequent symbol of the anointing of God. Although the meaning of the Hebrew text of this clause is uncertain, some scholars see the man imagery of an ox who grew so fat that it shattered the yoke over his neck. His neck got so fat. Okay? It's talking about because of the anointing of God destroyed the yoke of bondage. Amen? You know what anointing is? The anointing of God is God on flesh doing those things only God can do. That, that's what it is. It's God doing things he can do. You know, I by myself could not heal 
the wing of a fly. You know what I'm saying? But with Christ inside of me, and every one of us have Christ inside of us, I can heal the sick, raise the dead. It's Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing inside of me that heals the sick, raise the dead. I mean, the Lord said, make these habits. Hallelujah. Remember that scripture read, anoint in the Merriam-Webster dictionary means to smear or rub with oil or an oily substance. You can be anointed with lots of things. You can get anointed with paint. If you're a messy painter, if I'm painting, I can get anointed with paint real quick. I can get it all over me, not just on whatever I'm painting. You know, I can get it all over me too. That's anointed with it. I mean, somebody can be anointed with, with you know, uh, music, some kind of music that, um, you know, have you ever, we were in the parking lot the other day at Walmart and there was music like a row or two over from a truck that was so loud, and they had their windows down, and I thought, whew, it was, just, it was just so loud. That person's anointed with that music, and it was very ungodly, so I had to pray for them to get saved. Amen? It was very, I was thinking, ooh. I told James, I said, I, said, I said, Walmart wouldn't appreciate that if they knew they were out here playing that music. He said, they're just glad to have customers. And I thought, well, but I, in the name of Jesus, I don't know whether or not to pray that their stereo tears up or what. But they get saved. They mean no. But seriously, I pray for that person to get saved because it was, it was some rough stuff. But they were anointed with that music. But the thing is, if it was that loud, two rows over, no telling, you know, how loud it was, you know, to them. But the thing is, it's a demonic influence. But Jesus says, Lord, like I said, I prayed for them to get saved. Okay. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. See, our lives are supposed to be an advertisement of God's power. That's what all of our lives are supposed to be. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20 in the Passion says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones, in each and every one of us. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Amen. And your faith grows strong as you're giving praise and worship like it did with Abraham. Amen. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to remind you of something we've already said not, not too long ago, but I want to remind you of this. Um, well, first of all, um, Billy Brim had prophesied there would be a major shift in the heavenlies when Oral Roberts and when Billy Graham went to heaven. And Billy Graham went to heaven in uh, 2018 in February, okay? But listen to this. In 2018, in January, when James and I were at the minister's conference, a lady who we did not know walked us to, up to us after service, and she handed me a note, and she walked away. And she maybe said, hey, or something, handed me a note, and walked away. And there's 2,000 people at this meeting, so I, I had no clue who she was. The note said, it was handwritten, it said, Some days ago I saw you on BVOVN at the Believer's Convention. And when I saw you, the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my heart. They have been hidden for a season in a secret place with me. But they are about to be revealed for all to see. The days of their unveiling are now upon them. Hope this blesses you as much as it blesses me. Amen. Amen. Soon after this, we saw a video online. 
and it caught our attention. It was Benny Hinn and Mark Sharona, July of 2012. And what, what caught our attention was this one phrase, there's a company of people that's been hidden in God for a season. It's almost word for word what the lady said. You know what I'm saying? That's God. God's been setting us up for blessings. So here's this, what was said. Mark said, Mark Sharona said, there is a company of people that has been hidden in God for a season, but they're coming out of hiding and they're going to stand in the courts of Pharaoh and they're going to challenge the powers of Egypt and the earth is going to see a 21st century manifestation of the demonstration of the Spirit. Now, Every one of y'all, as I read this, I want you to picture yourself because you are one of these. Amen? Amen. Not from one or two, but from a many-membered body. God is going to have the church of his dreams. God wants a church that's been hiding and prepared for power by severe tests, severe trials, severe every single season. And they felt like they're not going to be used and it's too late and it's all over. And that's the company that's prepared for power. They've been like John the Baptist in the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey, strange food. They had to learn how to receive from the word when they were just getting little pious platitudes from preachers all around the country. In other words, you had to be particular what minister you listen to. Amen. They are being weaned away from everything that is contrary to the powerful truth of the word of God. And that company is coming out of hiding. They're going to cross Jordan and they're going to move into a manifestation of power when there won't just be power on one or two. It's going to be power on multiplied thousands. Everybody say multiplied thousands. Benny Hinn interrupted and said, and may I add the sign will be Billy Graham's death. And Billy Graham went to heaven on February 21st, 2018. But see, we're prepared for power, y'all. God's preparing us for power. Hallelujah. Amen. Be sensitive to his voice. Hear his voice and obey him. That's the open door for his power to flow through us. Amen. In Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion, it says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Amen. Praise God. As we go around praising and worshiping God, his power energizes us. Ephesians 3.20 and 21 in the Message says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. His spirit in us is the power. That's the anointing in us. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship are all vital in the life of someone who wants to walk and live in the power of God. And I'm going to tell you all this. One of the quickest things to shut down the power of God is murmuring and complaining. I don't care what's happened. God is greater. Jesus has an answer in his word. So we have to be mindful because of the power of our words. Amen. So we have to be mindful what we say. Don't allow murmuring and complaining in there. If each one of us are a host for his presence... And there's no power apart from the presence of God. Then we must live lives filled with lots of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. David Oyedipo says, he says in this book, the word of life is the greatest stimulant for unending praise. In other words, the word of God, every day be sure you're reading the word of God. God's word is the energy required for a life of praise. Just catch it, celebrate it, and you're on your way up. Remember a few weeks ago we talked about God said celebrate? 
Celebrate. Hallelujah. You give thanks over what is seen, whereas praise is rooted in what is written in his word. Amen. Okay. The word of life is the greatest stimulant for unending praise. I've already told you that. God's word is the energy required for a life of praise. Just catch it, celebrate it, and you're on your way up. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That's Psalm 119.65. That is why those who are hooked up to the word are not edgy, edgy or easily provoked. Don't let one day go that you don't put the word in your heart. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, that is why those who are hooked up to the word are not edgy or easily provoked, but are balanced in their approach to the things of life. They are not controlled or ruled by what they see. Rather, they are ruled by what is written, what they have seen in the word of God. In every situation, they can see God saying, I have a way out for you. So they keep celebrating the ways of God before it becomes flesh. Your affection for the word of God is what determines the quality of your praise. This is because you praise him not for happenings in your life, but for what is written. Your confidence in the word will command rest in your life, and rest is what provokes praise. And he says this, I was restful about prosperity because his word told me it existed. It was available, obtainable, and is my heritage. So I keep celebrating, kept celebrating after I found it. I was celebrating the word of prosperity that I found long before it was made flesh in my life, John 1, 14, we've already read. As you celebrate the word, it becomes flesh. And when it becomes flesh, you can see his glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your affinity, and I think affinity means your love for the word, enhances the quality of your praise life. Watch every celebrating Christian. Revelation and affection for the word life are the reasons behind his celebration. Revelation plus affection equals celebration. You just love him. You trust him in his word. You know that what he says is what he does, and you can count on him. You know, you can, you can count on him because God's going to do what he said in his word. Amen. So when you sit with the word, consciously invite the Holy Spirit to teach you and reveal to you the deep things of God. Because the more word you acquire, the more joy you experience. And as you go through the scriptures with him, some verses will stand out like the voice of God saying to you, that battle is over. It doesn't matter how late it seems. I'm always on time. That problem is a promise in disguise. Don't be moved. I'm in charge. That's bound to keep you jumping, knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen? Relate with every discovery you make in the word as reality, and nothing can stop you once your heart is established on the integrity of the word and the faithfulness of God. So that's what we stand on, his faithfulness and the integrity of his word. No matter what the situation is, it's got to change to line up with the word of God. Don't focus on circumstances. You must focus on what God said in his word. He is not a man that he should lie. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we learned about some weapons to help us live and walk in dominion that Jesus purchased for us. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. We took a two-week study. Studies, testimonies, listen. You know, it's so important once you get your healing or whatever it was you're believing for that you share your testimony. Amen. Praise God. Anointing oil, how powerful that is. The communion table and the mantle. These are all things we learned are for us to walk in dominion on the earth. Amen. So we've said, ready or not, here we come. Let's get busy using them. Amen. That's why the Lord put in our heart to purchase anointing oil. You can use the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and anointing oil just easily anywhere. Amen. If you have those little bottles. And they, uh, 
I turned the bottle upside down overnight and it did not leak, but somebody told me the caps might come off. If you're going to put it in your purse, ladies, you might want to put it in a little baggie in case it leaks, but if you'll keep the top on tight, hopefully it shouldn't leak. But we have bottles of anointing oil in the bookstore. You know, it's neat. You can anoint your house. You can anoint people and things. We, we taught on that a few weeks ago. Pastor James and the intercessor prayer team already prayed over these. You know, that perpetual healing anointing that's flowing through. Pastor James is flowing through all, and he prayed everybody that this all touches gets healed. Amen. Amen. So we, the JCC family, have to take the oil and use it in faith and boldly in Jesus' name. Jesus is so excited because he knows that if we will apply the oil and pray for people, you know what he gets to do? He gets to heal people. He gets to heal marriages. He gets to make people prosper in their jobs. I mean, whatever it is we're praying for, he gets to do it if we'll take the oil and pray for people. Hallelujah. He knows. So if he gets to do it, he gets to do that. Nothing thrills him more. He told me that last night. He said, nothing thrills him more. What an awesome Lord we serve. Praise God. So ready or not, here we come. Amen. If you'll start using that anointing oil, anoint your billfold, your purse, whatever it is. Pray over your bank accounts, that anointing oil with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Things will change. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'd like to encourage you, don't leave here without that anointing oil. Amen. Don't leave home without it. Let's be using it diligently. Be praying over people. People you may have invited to church for the last 10 years and they wouldn't come. You know, you could use that anointing oil as a point of contact and pray for them and use the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. You know, we're praying spiritual, extreme spiritual hunger. Listen, the eyes of the heart be enlightened and mix faith with it. Father, we praise you. We thank you. We receive it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are a host for your presence and your presence flows through us. We thank you that we hear your voice and that we're doers of the word and not hearers only. We thank you, Father, that your power flows mightily through each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel. Anointed with Christ Jesus. That means the anointed anointed one and his anointing flows through me. So the miracle power of Jesus flows through me everywhere I go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.